episode 64. Episode 64. Thank you always for listening to the Real Talk Podcast. Today I have a special guest, an industry colleague, a friend of mine. His name is Phil Garcia with ONL Expert Contracting. Phil is one of my go-to general contractors in New York City. He specializes in renovations of kitchen bathrooms and co-ops and condos all throughout Manhattan. He does small jobs, big jobs, and everything in between. So, Phil, welcome. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm good, man. How are you doing, Phil? Thanks for taking your time. I know you're a busy man, running right around the city with all your guys and all your men. Hey, that's what we gotta do. I know, man. I get it. City, know how it is. I get it. I get it. It's summertime. The weather's good. Yeah. yeah. The apartments are coming on the market. Yeah, I mean, look. You know, summertime is always a hot time in New York. It is. Whether it's real estate or just going out and having a good time. That's what's been New York. That's right. That's right. So I have a bunch of questions for you sure. and for our guests, you know, before we dive into your job and your work and business, I just want to get, you know, let's get a couple of uh, your thoughts on a couple quick hitters. Okay. These, these are, I'm going to give you some words and just answer them in one to two or okay. three words, you know, whatever comes on the top of your head. You could be real, you could be fake, <laughs> funny, whatever you want. There's okay. really no rules to this. Okay. Right, cool. So game show button music on. There we go. Question number one. COVID real estate 2020. I would say uh, frightening. Frightening, 100%. COVID real estate 2021. Depends on who you ask, but um, I guess. For you. For me, it's, um, I, would, I would say eye opening. Eye opening. Definitely, yeah. 100%. Quote unquote, nobody wants to work. Semi accurate. Semi accurate. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Supply chain. Nightmare. Nightmare. Uh, Department of Buildings. No comment. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I'd say nightmare. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. Now I'm getting the DOB is not like anything else on this yeah. planet. Okay. Plumbers. Plumbers. Good people. Good people. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Necessity. Yes. yes. Okay. Co-op boards. Temperamental. Temperamental. Yeah. Co-op managing agents. They're just doing their job, man. <laughs> They're just doing their job. All right. Electricians. Essential. Definitely essential. Yeah, that's okay. Gas prices. High. High. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you have a big truck. Yeah, I, I have a couple of vehicles. And, you have a couple? Yeah, vehicles. so my, my truck is about $130 uh, to fill it up. And I usually fill it up about three times a week. Three times? So, and that's just on one truck. So. New York City. The greatest city in the world, man. I don't know. Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't, th- I don't think there's anything better. I mean, greatest city, baby. That's yeah. right. Agreed. I have a bonus couple answers that, uh, you know, I want you to kind of spit out. Let's do it. So I'm going to hit you with uh, some some industry-related okay. terminology and maybe some New York City-related terminology. Great, great. Okay. Architects. <laughs> no comment. No yeah, comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to, but no comment. Okay, yeah, fine. No Expediters. Comment. Expediters. Good people. Good people, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, architects are too, but you yeah. know, yeah. All right, painters. Painters, a dime a dozen. Dime a dozen. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hiring. Difficult. Very difficult. difficult. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Give me your ideal teammate in a couple I- words. Ideal team. Um. In work. I need a go-getter, yeah. right? Like somebody who's not gonna sit there and and try to ask the questions. I need somebody who who's quick thinking, mm-hmm. right? Somebody who. You know, think on their feet uh, because sometimes. So, for instance, I have a foreman that I use, and he's been on my team for since I started. And other employees, they'll call you and ask you about every little detail. 
This guy, he, he can build you a house from scratch. Oh, You okay. just tell him what you need to do, and he'll figure out how to do it. It's, I, I know those are very difficult how to find. How do you find more people like that? And, and this time, right now, the problem is, we, I think we, we did a question earlier, which was um, nobody wants to work. Quote, unquote, nobody, unquote, nobody, wants, nobody to work. wants to work. And, and I think there's two issues with that. One thing is people want to work, but they don't want to work for low wages, which I ask any of my employees. They're very well compensated, which I don't mind doing, especially if it's for good you work. Right? Yeah. But they want to get paid very well to do little to no work with no experience. Sure. Right? It's my line of work. No, you know, I'm just talking about my line of work. Then you have the guys who know what they're doing, but they're also a little lazy. Hmm but they also want to get paid high. So it's kind of <laughs> difficult. It's, it's very difficult to find the hardworking person that you, know, that, that you can trust. Because like I said, painters, you know, plasters, you can find them anywhere. But good ones are difficult to find. Difficult yeah. to find. Okay, well, so well, let's dive into that a little bit more yeah. later. I, I want to get into some warm-up questions about you. This is not a one or two words you know, okay. answer. You just sure. use a couple sentences. Sure. Uh, just so that our listeners can get to know who you are as an individual. Okay. So give me uh, your go-to activity in New York City. Eat. Yeah, yeah, what do you like oh, to yeah. do? What I do mean, go? no, I mean, like, I guess trying out like, new restaurants is my favorite restaurant thing. Yeah, right I now. mean, it depends on where you ask, right? So I'm, I'm a Queens boy, you know, yeah. so, you know, born and raised in Queens. And um, I would probably say uh, there's a really good Peruvian restaurant there called Maca. Maca? It's in Rigo Park, really good spot. But if we're talking Manhattan, yeah. you know, you got to go with the uh, classic Patsy's. Okay. Patsy's, yeah, you know. Yes, sir. Yeah. I like oh, it. Yeah. Good choice. Oh, yeah. Where, where are you originally from again? Are you born well, and raised in Queens? Well, so, yeah, my family is originally from Peru. My, my father came here in 85, I believe. Mm -hmm. I'm born in Brooklyn. Right. Brooklyn, uh, lived there for about a year. Where about? Red Hook, the Red Hook Red area. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then I moved to uh, Richmond Hill, Queens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, been to Queens, been in Queens. So you went to high so, school there? Yeah, yeah, high school, uh, junior high school, high school, and even graduated from Queens College. Okay. Yeah, nice. yeah, what did yeah. you study? Initially, it was archaeology when I went to school up, <laughs> yeah, up in yeah. Connecticut. Okay. Realized they don't really make much money, so I decided <laughs> to get into to finance. But I had all these history uh, credits. Yeah. So I said, why not just double major, just get a history and a finance degree? I might so, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Nice. So did you want to do uh, some kind of banking work? After yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. That was that was the goal at first, and then. Um, Unfortunately, my father had gotten sick, so yeah. I, you know, he, he actually had a construction company as well. He did. So I helped him run the business before he got sick. Well, once he passed away, I said, you know what, should I get into finance or should I just continue doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've had, have, have had this business for about eight years already, so. Mm -hmm. So, going back to your father, right? Mm -hmm. I met your dad only really in passing through yeah. real estate. Mm -hmm. And he had already been doing a lot of apartments and turning yeah. over apartments in, in the neighborhood. So. He already had the reputation of being kind of like the go-to guy. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you wanted to, did you, you know, what was your feeling about taking over that that responsibility, that, the legacy that he built? Yeah, I mean, after his passing? fortunately enough for me, my father made us all work with him every okay. summer, right? So we were very, very well taught, you yeah. know, how to deal with clients, you know, supply chains, you know, how to do all that, especially with construction. You know, you can get you can get supplies anywhere, but getting getting them to be responsible to get get the supply on time, mm -hmm. keep their rates relatively you know marketable, right? Marketable. So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so we were able to. He 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 taught me a lot just by watching him do what he does, right? Okay. And uh, being that I had a great role model in that in that sense, uh, it was very easy for me to just continue doing what I was doing. I'm a very people uh, I'm people friendly, right? Sure. I love I love having conversations with you. Clearly, you can like see, the, right? The, like yeah, the, like the one what happened now. And right. um, so it was just it wasn't very difficult for me to transition into actually running the business as opposed mm -hmm. to being just an employee. It's pretty 
I mean, how old were you when you first started under your, I, I guess, after your dad had passed? I mean, did you just kind of get in right away? I, I got in right away, yeah. So I started my business in 2015. Mm -hmm. So we're going on seven years now. You were, yeah. you were how old then? I was 24, 25. Oh, okay. All right, 25, so yeah, yeah. Still, still very young to yeah. be an independent contractor, yeah. Yeah. be your own man, exactly. hire your own men, Correct. and, and yeah. get, you know, get the yeah, business yeah. off and definitely. running. So, definitely, yeah. You know, very relatable. Uh, mad mm. props to that. Same, same with you, myself. You. you know, yeah, young, yeah. young, at a young age, not have a salary. And, of course, and you have yeah. to pay for your own health insurance exactly, benefits. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's uh, that that can be pretty daunting. No, it's, I mean it's, it's scary at first, of course. Cause, you know, you're making uh, no money decision. really. <laughs> yeah, you're making a decision that most people wouldn't make. That's right. Know, That's knowing right. knowing the consequences. No safety net. Whatsoever. Exactly. Yep. With what's your favorite neighborhood, New York City? Yeah, I mean, Queens I mean, is always love, right? Queens, yeah, you know, yeah. like I said, I'm a Queens boy, so I'd say probably Richmond Hill. Mm -hmm. That's where I grew up. Um, you know, I have places like Astoria, Long Island City, that growing up, they weren't the best neighborhoods, but, you know, now it's, forget about it. It's so, amazing. Yeah, oh yeah. What so. makes Queens so good to live in? The food. Let's go back to the food, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and it's also the culture, man, you know, because there are so many different cultures in, in Queens, not only the city, but in Queens alone. I mean, I know in Jackson Heights, they speak over 150 different languages. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, Queens in general, you know, you have your Greeks, you have your Italians, you have your Portuguese, you have your Colombians, you know, your Mexicans, your Puerto Ricans, you have everything. You have, it is a huge and that's not even fun. going into, you know, College Point where you have your, your Chinese, your Koreans. Mm. Mm. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of different kinds of people in Queens, which is what I, why I believe it makes the Queens the best borough in New York That's right, yeah. okay, that's good. Uh, the diversity. Exactly, yeah. Right. Do you have a role model in kind of this you know industry of being in the real estate but in the contracting side of things and who is it do is i mean it somebody uh, other than talk um <laughs> i'd have to say <laughs> well I, contractors yeah, yeah no no i mean too. i have a buddy who uh kind of put me on to so when i first started i was just thinking strictly construction right just mm -hmm. renovate people's homes you know make people's you know apartments their dream home mainly i work in the city so i don't really you know that's why i really don't when i consider a dream home with I mainly mean apartments because apartments, in Queens yeah. Queens and Brooklyn I never I don't I don't know I just never really stuck around there so I just focused mainly in the city but somebody who helped me transition into actual real estate like flipping buying holds mm -hmm. you know is a buddy of mine I went to high school with him his name is uh, Ibn mm -hmm. uh, he moved out to Chicago and he shout just, out Ibn yeah shout out to Ibn I'll, I'll tell you his Instagram later but <laughs> No, he's a, he's a smart kid, man, and he uh, put me on to how to take my line of work and actually capitalize on it with real estate. You have a huge yeah. advantage. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. He, he actually opened my eyes to that, so mm -hmm. okay. I'd probably say him, yeah. Okay. What's the, uh, do you have an insult that you've ever been received that you're proud of? Uh, masochist. <laughs> masochist, yeah, you love yeah, the yeah. pain. I love it, man. <laughs> it, it, you know, you're about physically? Or? No, 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 no. Like, so... <laughs> As New Yorkers, I think we're all a little bit masochist, right? I mean, who wants to pay $2,500 in rent oh, for yeah. a studio? Well, but sure. we, like, I love to grind. Yeah. I love to work. I love to go out there and get it myself. Mm -hmm. My brother, and the only reason I say masochist is because my brother told me, you can come move to Texas, come down here, you can live a good, you can still work, but you don't have to work as hard. Right. You can get a huge house. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. It's like 300 bucks a foot. But it's it's a different lifestyle. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's not my lifestyle. It's not the daily yeah. grind or Yeah, no, no, exactly. It's also yeah. not as diverse. 
Exactly. Yeah. 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 Probably only speak one language there. Maybe Probably. Two. Yeah. Maybe. maybe two two yeah. Two. Def- definitely two. Definitely two. Yeah. Okay. So masochist. That's uh, that's interesting. I like that word, and I don't think anyone in on my guest has ever come up with an answer that is uh, as clever or interesting as that. Yeah. I mean, look. I, I mean, I, I, it made sense when my brother told me. I said at first, I'm like, I don't really like the pain, but then you think about it, like, there are easier cities to live in, you know, where you can live comfortably and not 100%. have to work as hard, but we're still here in New York City. That's right. You know, yeah. you know, I think humans are, in some extent, meant to struggle a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know, we, we grow and we become better through the grind, yeah. through, the, through, through the grit and the process, and if we don't struggle, then, you know, low pressure guarantees low results is what exactly. they say, right? Exactly, yeah. So, no, okay. That's the same, yeah. Cool. Final question on the warm-up side. Okay. Do you, what's, what's your, do you have a morning routine? I know you have a routine with your kids. At like yeah, a, yeah. So I have, I have a nine-year-old daughter. So we wake up 5, 30, 6 o'clock. Your daughter's nine? Yeah. So you were, you were young, yeah, huh? Yeah, you were yeah. a young well, dad. That's one of the reasons why I decided to continue with construction because <laughs> I needed some money, man. So, <laughs> you know, what better way to make money than construction? So. Nine years old. Okay, yeah, so, you, yeah. so, so your daughter. So we wake up at 6, 6, 5, 30 to 6 in the morning, you know, Walk the dogs, make breakfast. My daughter is a little bougie. She doesn't like school lunch, so uh-huh. I have to make lunch for her every day. Uh-huh. So we um, just get ready, brush our teeth. Usually I, I always uh, put in an order for a supply the night before. So if I have to go pick it up, I'll pick it up in the morning. So uh, as in like what, like a dishwasher or something? No, no, no. I mean like a sheetrock, like building material. Okay. Building material, yeah. Sometimes if I, if, if I get it from my, uh, my suppliers here in the city, I'll put the order in the day before. If mm-hmm. I'm going to pick it up from Home Depot, I'll do it online. I use uh, my JetBlue app, so I get my I get points for every oh, dollar yeah. that I spend. So, oh, you know. see, you you have to listen to my uh, previous episode that I yeah. talk about. Yeah. You know, contractors have a leg up because they got to oh, yeah. buy you know ten thousand dollars worth of appliances. Exactly. Yeah. You, what are you going to put it on? You got to put it on a card. You got to make sure. Yeah. You get oh, you get those points. JetBlue is great yeah. for domestic flights and uh, flights to uh, Cancun. Cancun. Yep. Yep. That's and right. now London too. London. That's yeah, right. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. So oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. Know your stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then so you pick up your supplies, and then you're basically yeah, in, and then in, that's in it. These, and then I come straight to the office. Yeah, uh-huh. my, okay. my my daughter is close by, so. Was well, your daughter go to school in Manhattan? Yeah, she's. Oh, in okay. Yeah, yeah. Nice, good. So you have one one kid. One kid, yeah. One, got it. And uh, one wife. One wife, yes. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> one no wife. comment. No, no, no. <laughs> no, yeah, just one, just one. Yes. Right. So you know, let's talk about O and L. You know, okay. just for our listeners, Phil has done dozens of jobs for me, and yeah, we use Compass Concierge. Some of them are self-funded through our owners, but through Phil, you know, I also even got to learn a lot about the cost of a kitchen or a cost of a bathroom uh, type of finish, or you know, little things like you know USB ports in, um, yeah, in outlets, the, yep. in outlets mm-hmm. or yeah. how you know if this this wall needs skim coating and why or this. This apartment is not completely flat because up here is, you know, is, is messed up because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, I learned a lot. You know, I want to know more about, you know, what your job entails. I guess for our listeners, first off, maybe give us like a 20, 30 second pitch on what you exactly do. I specify, you know, I, I specialize in mainly Tudor City, you yeah. know, I, older buildings that need a facelift. Tudor City is uh, in Midtown East. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, they're about almost 100 years old. So I... I know my way around the buildings. I'm investor friendly, but I'm also I can also do high quality work, mm-hmm. custom work. What do you mean by investor friendly? So I know investors don't want to spend twenty thousand dollars on a studio kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Right. No. I, I know that. So I work with investors to see what their price points are, what they're willing to spend. What, and uh, once once they they tell me what their budget is. I try to fit whatever I can, as much as I can, into that budget, mm-hmm. so that they can make a profit and I can make a profit. Got it. You know? 
Okay. So with regards to renovation work, do you, are you specifically just doing certain types of properties? Like you just do uh, kitchens and, and studios or do you no, I mean, do homes or no, so condos? Most, or? Of, most of my business is in Tudor City, mm -hmm. which are one bedrooms and studios. But we do branch out. We actually, we're, we're in contract uh, for a project on uh, Madison Avenue mm -hmm. on, in the 80s. Okay. So it's a, big, it's a big duplex, yep. right? We're gutting the whole place, mm -hmm. custom cabinetry, custom, you know, everything. Okay, so, so, so you'll, you'll go from anywhere to anywhere. Yeah, as long, yeah, yeah, as, long exactly. as the, obviously the cost and the, you exactly. do the cost benefit analysis and make of sure course. it makes sense for you and your team and your yes. guys. How did you get the clients that want to renovate a house? How does that work, part of the business? I'm very old-fashioned. I use uh, word of mouth. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I got tricked into spending some marketing money once. Yeah. Not, I didn't really need it. Yeah. Need I mean, it. I, have, I have enough clients. I, know, you know, I, I have good relationships with a lot, a lot of brokers, a lot of uh, real estate agents. Mm -hmm. You know, and um, they know we do quality work, so we always get a lot of recommendations. Right. I, I, I think mainly I hire you, I hire you because well it's quality work but also you, you're, you're like you said you're investor friendly so yeah. you are reasonable exactly yeah, yeah I mean the sky's the limit in New York City when, you, when it comes to contractors yeah. I mean you want to you know I, I could probably find twenty guys that will likely do the same job as you do but charge three times more exactly than you. Yeah, yeah yeah so the sky's the limit what's the biggest misconception when people hire general contractors to do work that we're not trustworthy mm -hmm. I mean. I understand. You hear You're, nightmares. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, and I actually finished the project for another contractor. I don't know who the contractor was, but uh, I got called into this job, and they told me the, the story, and I felt bad because I know I'm I'm not I'm not one of these people that's going to try and just take your money and not do any work. Mm -hmm. So I understand, but at the same time, but I also understand them because. It, uh, you're not going to give some, you can't trust everybody just to, off the get, but also you're giving somebody $50,000. It's a lot of It's money, a lot of yeah. money. So, you know, the, I can understand where there's a little it's like, do, trust do you issue, buy a but, Porsche or do you hire exactly, a contractor? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, a Porsche yeah. at least is going to come and it's going to, you know, drive. Yeah, yeah, you know what you'll get out of it, a but a contractor, yeah. yeah Porsche so. isn't going to disappear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep, yep, exactly. Well, well, so, you know, what, what are some things that can cause friction between owner and a, a contractor? Whether it's a financial misconception or the realistic amount of work or the type of finish, like what kind of things happen during yeah, so the process that well, gives friction like that? Definitely, I learned to make sure everything is on paper. Mm -hmm. Make sure your contracts are detailed because once something, a situation comes up where a, a client says, no, this isn't the type of tile I wanted, this yeah. isn't, look, we have it. So I like texting a lot because it's all, it's you all know, there. It's all there. Uh, you have to keep a line of communication open. Uh, you have to, you have to be honest with the clients, even if it's bad news. You have to tell them right away because if you decide, you know what, I won't tell them. I'll just do it this way because they probably won't notice. And then they notice that that brings a problem because now you have to repair it. You say, well, no, the job is done already. They don't think it's done, and there's a, there's a clash there. Mm -hmm. So generally, I like to keep a line of communication open with my clients all the time. I'll tell them right away if something something comes up. It comes up, we have to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it's putting it in writing and management of expectations. Exactly, yeah, definitely. Right. You definitely. want to set the tone on how the renovation process is going to start and end. Exactly, yeah. Uh, what are call boards, and why are call boards tough with owners that want to renovate? I mean, we're talking, you know, permits and alteration yeah. agreement fees and deposits. and. So they have to protect themselves. I have a buddy who's a property manager, and um, I ask him questions whenever, so... On one project we had, we had to get um, automotive insurance. 
<laughs> what? I said automotive insurance, but you don't have a garage. Oh. You don't have, you know, my car isn't going to get damaged on your property. I'm parking on street property. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, I'm not going into your garage. I'm not going to hit your garage. I'm right. not, you know, nothing's going to happen to my car. In your, yeah. I'm parking on the street. So, no, we still need it. So, I needed to spend about $10,000 just to get the automotive insurance for one project. My and goodness. yeah, and so I asked my buddy, and I say he goes, "Look, you can ask them for a waiver, but I'm pretty sure they won't give it to you." So yeah. I, you know, I, I get they're trying to protect themselves from any liability, mm-hmm. right? I, which is understandable. But then you have some buildings where you're just trying to go in for a paint job, and then they want a five thousand dollars security deposit. Come on, now. You know, and uh, that, that, uh, that, that also an application fee of a thousand bucks. Application fee of a thousand okay, so bucks. The owner yeah, has yeah, to pay a yeah. thousand bucks an application fee just to paint. Yeah. And then they have to pay you to paint. Yeah, exactly. I mean, come yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Which, which on, makes man? life a little bit more difficult for me. Yeah. But at the same, which is why I don't like to raise my prices too much unless I really have to. We're in we're in a market where I really have to now. So unfortunately, prices are going up. I mean, that's everything. Though. Right. So. Listen, I know these managing agents have to get paid, but you know, I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, you know, we are right now in an undisclosed location. They're probably getting paid a hundred grand to manage this building. Oh yeah, you know, oh, yeah. But they least, also need a thousand dollars from an owner just to get a paint job. Yeah, done? I mean, exactly. I mean, I mean uh, can I call it a racket? Maybe I can. <laughs> you, I know you're not calling. Yeah, it a no, no, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, keep me out of this. <laughs> keep, me out, keep me out of this. Keep me out of this. <laughs> no, no, I'm I hear just you. Saying, I hear you. As, yeah. as a property owner myself, you know, I would be. If I wanted to rent that on an apartment, I would not be happy if I'm getting charged a thousand dollars just for somebody to shuffle paperwork. Of around. course, I mean, yeah. where is that money really going to? I, because ultimately, let's go back to insurance: ten thousand dollars for an automotive coverage mm-hmm. for a pro- for a car that you're not even parking on their property for. That ten thousand dollars is coming out of your pocket, but it's also gotta get passed down yeah, to the yeah, cost of course. Job. Of course, I mean, oh, you're yeah. not gonna take. I'm not taking. I'm not taking losses. Well, I'm not taking so losses. Ultimately, no. someone else is gonna take the hit exactly. of that. The seller, exactly. the, owner, yep. the shareholder, the owner of the property. Precisely, right? yep. So. Does that really, you know, in your ideal world, how should it be run for managing agents and co-op boards and condo boards? I mean, that... Be realistic? Is that what you think? Not be... I mean, be it also... It, yeah, I, I think being reasonable because I, I understand you, you have to make money and also you are taking some liability. But in terms of, you know, like we said, we need $1,000, uh, $5,000 security deposit just to paint an apartment. I think, is that necessary? Is it, you know... Because what, like, because like yeah, like like, like you said you like you said earlier, right, you're right. gonna give them a thousand dollars just to paint. Then you gotta pay you gotta pay me, right? Which is whatever it is. And then you you also need to, and it's not it's not like you can write them a personal check. It has to be a certified check. Yeah. So you know you're making somebody off the bat spend over six thousand dollars just to paint their apartment. Of course you're gonna get the five thousand dollars back, but it just seems like an yeah. extraordinary amount of money. Exactly. For yeah. Not that much of a job. Exactly. Okay. Do you have any? visions of how the future of co-op boards and managing agents will veer to? Do you think it'll get more expensive? Do you think it'll get more difficult? Or do you think it'll kind of stay the same? Or do you think people will come down to more reality and it, the process itself will kind of fix? Well, I think New, in New York, New York is a definitely a tough city to try to bring any prices down, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think it's probably going to get worse, mm-hmm. personally, just because I know... From the paperwork and the financial standpoint. From the financial standpoint, definitely. Yeah. The paperwork is the paperwork. Every alteration agreement package I've ever worked on looks like it's been copy and pasted right? I see. it's they're all very they're all pretty right. much the same okay one you'll have some differences here and there but they're all pretty much the same you know building rules telling you what you can or can't touch you know elevator uh, hours you know stuff like that's pretty basic but in terms of the financials you'll see some buildings you know they run into some financial problems and they want us to cover it not us the contractors mm-hmm. but the shareholders to cover it. so they're gonna probably gonna get it out of alteration agreements or you know other ways so what kind of advice do you have right now for 
a seller or future seller in today's market that let's just say has not touched their apartment in five to ten years renovate yeah, <laughs> yeah you, i mean you have to and why is that be i mean you got to see all the competition that's around the city mm -hmm. you know studios you know i'll speak on studios because i know studios the best sure studios there you know you have these old apartments here nobody wants nobody really wants to renovate their homes they a lot of people they just want to come in and just live right you right? mean the buyers that the buyer in. yeah the buyer nobody the really buyer wants, wants to come in and in. do the work sure you know 20 years ago oh yeah you had a bunch of people who were doing it themselves you mm -hmm. know they'll come in no, i have an idea of what i want let's do it but recently just in my experience people want to come into something that's already done done you know something they don't really have to touch yeah. you know so yeah bring your suitcase and your toothbrush that's and right to go. that's right tell me about the types of materials that you like to you like to use the brands of appliances that you like to use why uh, I want to know more, I don't know this as well, I want to get into, you know, why this type of countertop? What's the difference between X and Y? You know, composite okay. versus granite, yeah. marble versus Caesar stone. Like, tell me. Yeah, so me generally I, I recommend using quartz, especially in Tudor City. Why is that? Quartz is a, it's a man-made stone. It's uh, impenetrable, so you don't have to worry about any cracking on your Doesn't quartz. chip? There's no split. Chip, everything's going to chip, but yeah. it depends on how hard you hit it, right? Uh -huh. Uh, quartz is very much uh, more durable than uh, quartz and marble. I would never suggest putting marble in a kitchen or in a very wet spot unless you're going to protect it all the time because marble is uh, a stone that's very... Stains. Yeah, it stains very easily. So unless you're going to seal it, you know, be cautious to make sure you make sure it maintains dry, it stays dry as much as possible. So why do brokers call it marble bathroom all the time in the descriptions? Is it, you don't like marble? It's probably not marble. It's probably not marble. It's probably not marble. It's probably, yeah. Cool. It's right, probably so not marble. What do you yeah. think it is? I mean, it, it's I mean, it it, marble. Marble. It's. It could be. It's mainly porcelain. A lot of people, especially in this in, in Tudor City, nobody's gonna put in four thousand dollars worth of mar uh, tile mm -hmm. if it's real marble mm -hmm. into their bathrooms. So they just get porcelain. You know, two dollars a square foot. It's much easier, and it looks really nice. The porcelains that they make now in tiles for tiles, it's it looks really good. So, so. top three finish in a kitchen or bathroom in terms of uh, tiles is. Mm. What, what is it again? Wait, for for bath for you for you for for bathroom for ba so bathrooms you see they're mar the porcelain marble the porcelain full marble, marble. Uh, subway tile subway. right which is a, cla a New York City classic mm -hmm. right uh, some people like to love, maintain love subway, oh yeah oh yeah tile. and I would probably say yeah I mean I think those are top two the other ones it, it could just be based on uh, people's which taste. Is Caesar Stone. No. No, Caesar Stone is a quartz. Oh, it's a Caesar quartz, Stone is quartz brand. Yeah, it's a Got brand. It. Yeah. Okay. So for if we're talking countertops. I would definitely consider quartz, mm -hmm. unless you're doing something high end, of course. Then you, you know, but high end means you have to make sure you know that you have to seal, take care of the stone. Because what's a dollar per square foot on the high end countertop versus a uh, quartz? Quartz, you could get quartz for as low as forty dollars a square foot. Forty dollars a foot. Yeah, and then you could get okay. marble that's as expensive as one hundred and thirty dollars a square foot. And <clears throat> you know, these uh, I'm sure you've heard of these guys like Related, Extel. Mm -hmm. uh, the JDS, like yeah. these big, big developers. Yeah, yeah, of course. That sell, their condos sell at $2,000, $3,000 a foot, mm -hmm. a square foot. Yeah. So, you know, they are probably using a type of marble mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they have companies that come and seal it yeah. once yeah. a year, twice a year, whatever mm -hmm. it is. The maintenance is kind of crazy. You don't have to do that in a, a Caesar Stone. Yeah, of course, of course you don't have to. Quartz you don't, you don't have yeah, to. you don't have to see, you don't have to maintain it. Mm -hmm. Porcelain you don't have to maintain. You know, it's all about the penetrability of the stone, right? Mm -hmm. So when that seal starts wearing off, you know, the stone's starting to open up. Yeah. Right? So it's 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 porous. Porous. 
So what happens? Any kind of moisture gets in. Oh, forget it. Forget it. Done. Yep. Even if you wipe it off, it's probably in there. Yeah, exactly. And then sometimes what happens is it starts splitting. You start getting these cracks in the granite Uh, or in the marble. I see. So, yeah. The more you know, huh? Yeah. The more you know. What's your ideal dimensions for a, like, let's say a one-bedroom kitchen? So you always talk about when we walk properties, you talk about this is 18 inches, this is 24 inches. Mm You know, what's the minimum requirement, let's just say, for a standard cup, one bed, one bath? One, one bed, one bath, we probably want to get, to fit all the appliances to in. Fit a dishwasher yeah. and a full-size appliance. We're talking 24, what's it, 24 inches, the standard? 20, yeah, yeah. So in, the, in, in one bedrooms the studios, generally we want to use 24 inches. Okay. 30 inches possible, depending on the size, but mm-hmm. I generally like to go 24. Because mo- nobody really cooks here in the city anymore. Right, so. right. Um, I would probably say about... What's the industry standard for a stove? For a stove, it's 24 inches. 24. Well, well, I mean, it depends. So it's either 30, okay. but here in the city, it's 24. In the suburbs, it's 30. 30, yeah. yeah. And the refrigerators are 30? 30. 30, 30 to 33. 33, yeah. okay. Yeah, here and in the city, we have to maintain at least a 24 for the fridge. 24. 24 that's, by that's a 24 over here. That's a 24 by, 24 by 67, yeah. Okay. And so that's the industry standard in New Correct. York City. Yeah. Usually nothing too big, nothing too small. Exactly. 24 yeah. by 67. Correct. Yeah. And so the... Do you have a measurement in your head that you usually like need minimum for a countertop or a kitchen space? Ideally, we want to have at least 72 inches. 72 inches from 70, end to end? From end to end. Interesting. Um, and it, it also depends on the size of the, you know, the layout of the apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, can we put in an island? Can we extend it, make, make it a little L-shaped kitchen? Okay. Can we do that? It all depends on the apartment. You know, like this apartment that we're in now, we're, we were only able to take out that, you know, that closet right there. There used mm-hmm. to be a closet where the fridge is. Yeah. So, this was an ideal apartment f- to expand the kitchen. Right. Sometimes we don't have don't that. We don't have option. that extra closet yeah, space. Exactly. We don't have space for a countertop mm-hmm. like this one. Yeah. What is the general DOB rule for? Is there for dimensions? And you also have to have like a GFI, right? Yeah. And so you have to have like a distance between countertops. I mean, isn't there like a DOB rule regulations that you guys have to follow there or not? For in terms of renovating a kitchen, we need. To up, upgrade the electrical, definitely, mm-hmm. because these old apartments, especially in the older apartments, they put all two appliances on one outlet, on one breaker. Mm-hmm. Technically, they want every outlet to, I mean, every appliance to have its own dedicated line. Mm-hmm. We have to upgrade the uh, 220 lines. Uh, what else? The outlets. What, what exactly is a 220, 220 line? 220 line is a 220 volt. Uh, it's for a cooktop, mainly for a cooktop. Mm-hmm. It's a different kind of cable that they have to run from the box because originally these didn't have any uh, 220 lines. Okay. Back then, they used to put the outlets way too close to the faucets. Yeah. So you is, have to move that. I've seen that. It's kind of sketchy, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't have breakers on them. No. So you no, probably no, could yeah. get shocked and probably get injured, right? Yeah. No <laughs> okay. comment, but yes. No yeah. <laughs> no like, yes, yes. So yes. Is, is that a, like a DOB requirement to have GFI if it's within a certain number of inches within water yeah, so source? Yeah, so also, yeah, it has to be a certain amount of inches from the water source. Mm-hmm. And also, Can't be yeah, right GFI. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that that's, one is fine. That's never a good idea. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that one. That's GFI uh, right there. That is a GFI, it, but it's technically not legal. Oh, it's not? Full disclosure, I did not renovate this apartment. No, 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 I did not renovate this apartment. No, no, no. <laughs> Technically, that GFI needs to be moved a little bit for actually, it can't. It's right behind the cooktop. Uh huh. 
You can't have it. You can't have it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. You get a video of that later too. Yeah. So that's in the B roll. Yeah. Okay. All Interesting. Right. What else should owners know about rules or renovations on that? Bathroom risers. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's difficult because sometimes what happens is I'm the expert here, yeah. right? I'm, as the contractor, I'm the expert. So I'm supposed to know all the building rules. I'm supposed to know all the DOB rules. So I'll, I should be the one informing my client mm-hmm. what they can and can't do. Yeah. Sometimes you'll have a client who has all these ideas and expectations about what they can do. Yeah. But then it's my job to, you know, try to lower their expect- expectations a little bit. But um, for the most part, it's, it's, all in, it's all in your alteration agreement package. So if you don't know, you could always find out through those documents Got that it. your management, management companies have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I know you're uh, running out of time, so I want to get into some, the last uh, couple sure. hard-hitting questions. All right, let's <clears> do it. Uh, tell me, how does the cost of a renovation work out? How is it determined? You have to take a cut, obviously. Mm-hmm. You have to pay your guys for of labor. Course, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, kitchen is 20 grand for this. Mm-hmm. And bathroom is 15 grand for that. But like, how does that work? What's the breakdown on that generally? Generally, um, let's, let's use a, a, a $20,000 bathroom, for sure. instance, right? It's usually about, I, I would say, evenly 33%, 33%, 33%. I, I usually like to take at least a third. Mm-hmm. Of course, it depends on the job. That's right? a good margin, 33%. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Sometimes a little bit less, sometimes a little more. Mm-hmm. depends on the, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. how fast we get it done, right? A bathroom, I usually like to take no more than three weeks. Okay. You know, it, we, it, it does take that long because, unfortunately, I can't do my own plumbing. I can't do all my own, my own electrical, so I have to rely on the plumbers to come in and do the job. Right. That's why for a water shutdown, you know, because some of these uh, service valves don't work. What does so a water have, shutdown mean? So they have to shut down the, the water all the way from the uh, from the basement, bottom, the main valve. Bottom for, to the top. Yeah, bottom to top, yeah. Yeah, so the whole building line doesn't have water, huh? Exactly, correct, yeah. correct. So what happens is that that's, it, like I said, it all depends on if the service valve, technically every every apartment should have their own service valves, mm-hmm. right, their own service line, so you can shut down the water in your, in your apartment. Mm-hmm. Thing is, in the 20s, they never really thought about that. No. They just some some apartments don't even have shutoff valves, so they have to shut down the whole line. I see. Yep, and some of them actually have a shared va- service valve, so they they service two apartments. Mm. So you have to let the tenant know, you know, your next door neighbor know right. that we're going to shut down the water for a couple of hours, whatever it is, and uh, so that that all of that it takes into I have to take into consideration when, when it comes to timing. Ele- electricians, the same, the same issue that we have with the uh, outlets next to the uh, sink the same problem we have in the bathrooms as well so they ha- that has to be moved unfortunately we can't touch it so we have to sub that out right. it's something very si- if it were in my house i would do it myself mm-hmm. but you know we you have, have to, to have the power yeah, yeah we have to follow the rules and, yeah and permit and license and all exactly that. exactly the cost itself varies so much in new york city with the yeah. contractors is it just because some contractors are just better or is it because they just want to charge more or is it because a lot the, of their it, vendors that their sources are more expensive it, it, it's a little bit of, of um their reputation they're allowed to you know charge charge more. charge more and also the material that they use oh yeah definitely so for the most part i especially in tudor city we work with a lot of investors right people mm-hmm. who bought this 30 years the ago rental, the rental so either they just you want to sell it or they want to renovate it so that they can have uh you know, better better tenants, right? So for the most part, we don't we don't really put in high high cost material, mm-hmm. but it all depends. Yeah. So I mean, a twenty thousand dollar bathroom could could easily be thirty five forty if yeah. you really want it to be. Sure. It just right? depends on the supplier. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then speaking on suppliers, is there a, a supply chain issue? You said earlier, yes. Yeah. There, What's there going on there? Is. What's what is it hard to get? Is it more expensive? It, it's way more expensive. 
Uh, building material definitely is more expensive. Mm -hmm. It's not as difficult to get, but finished materials are like vanities. You know, you, you want a certain faucet, medicine cabinet, light fixtures. Those are a little bit harder to get, especially when you're going into the higher end um, aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Home Depot is always going to have stuff. Lowe's is always going to have stuff. But generally when you're working with a homeowner, you know, somebody who wants to renovate their, their, their own house or their pit of tear, they don't want to use, you know, lower quality Home Depot right. or lower stuff. So, so they want to get it. Yeah. You want to use good quality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right yeah. Yeah. And, and every, uh, the price of everything is is insane right now so do you have any troubles getting i don't know a dishwasher or a, a certain type of cabinet or a certain type of refrigerator yeah yeah top? definitely appliances are also an issue i have a client who you know poor lady she's just been struggling to get the right refrigerator that she wants mm -hmm. she ordered one back in october i believe they said it was about a three four months back order four months pa passed and she still didn't get her fridge so she ended up canceling and getting a new refrigerator. The new refrigerator came in. That one doesn't work. Oh. So now she, yeah. And, you know, so it's, one, it's, it's definitely an issue. And not just her. I also have another, uh, another project we're working on where the vanity that they ordered, same thing. It's about a five. This one wasn't as bad. It was a five-week wait. We waited the five weeks. It comes in. The countertop is broken. Oh, my goodness. So now it's another two, three weeks for them to ship out the other one. So, yeah. What, why is it more expensive and slow and broken? <laughs> I, I know we had some supply issues. I, I, I don't know about my industry as much as... So I just went to a car, a car dealership the other day. Oh, yeah. Tell me about uh, that. And, and I went to Mini. Right What's and mini? mini Cooper. Oh, mini. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was thinking about I was thinking about buying Mini Cooper, right. right? For my wife, not for me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so we're, we're we're talking to the uh, you know to the to the car dealer, and he was telling us that Mini has about a five month wait for their cars. Wait for all all Minis? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if they don't have it in stock, you have to build it. That's bizarre. Yeah, and it, so what happens is one of their one of the reasons that's taking them so long because a lot some material i forgot what it was i think it was some raw material that that they need to use for their chips that's being that that comes from ukraine mm -hmm. i don't know if you're up to current events course, but you know yeah, there's, there's a little something going on in russia so no well no so the raw material mm -hmm. right I, I forgot he said i forgot the name of the material that, that they needed but that's coming from the ukraine wow. so they're having shipping issues with that so that's why the mini coupes are taking so long so they have to find it from other places got it in order to uh, make their cars so that that's so i'm pretty sure that's the, that's the same similar uh, that's happening here uh, with uh, building appliances material. like ge and well, what what else do we use oftentimes air conditioners air, air conditioners washers dryers yeah, you know uh, frederick air conditioners are they built in china i mean where where are they coming from why is it taking so long i'm not sure where their manufacturing is done i, I know jesus ge is the train right? company yeah yeah and i'm pretty sure it's i don't know if they outsource their stuff but uh, it's definitely i mean even so, something as simple as copper mm -hmm. it is i mean the price just went up it's on copper so recently high. as well yeah so also, you know, budgeting, you know, they, they probably don't have the money to, to build all of it right away. So they're slowing it down, slowing down production a little bit. So, yeah, it, it's I'm not sure exactly what it is, but it's definitely a nightmare for us contractors. Yeah. A couple, two last questions. Sure. How do you hire and find your guys to work for you? Mm -hmm. And is there competition between other contractors to get those guys? Yeah, definitely. Right, right <laughs> now, um, as I said earlier, you know, you have you have your hard workers who want to learn to work. Right which I don't mind training. The problem is training takes time. Yeah. And with the takes amount so of, time. yeah, You're, it's your time. Exactly. Your the amount of work that we have right now, we don't have the time train. to go to train somebody. Okay. Right. So generally you, you work through referrals, right? Look, I need a, you know, 
us contractors, you know, for the most part, we, you know, especially here in Tudor City, we all know each other. Yeah, you know. So they'll tell us, look, we have a guy or, you know, I know somebody who's looking for this. And, you know, we try to we try to help each other out as much as we can. Family member or yeah. cousin or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Unfortunately, my the neighbor, my, my, my backyard neighbor, he's a, he's a contractor himself, but he works mainly in Westchester County. Mm-hmm. And I told him I needed a towel. He goes, okay, I got you. And so he'll, 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 he'll let me use some of his guys. Oh, okay, you know, he's so, a towel guy. Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, it, it, you, you need to get reliable people. You yeah. know, you can't just throw anybody in there, especially when you're, when you're already established. You know, you have a reputation already. It's hard to just pick up somebody and say, "All right, here, go ahead, do it." Bring in a day yeah. worker. Exactly. Yeah, right. yeah. Especially you're working in a part of buildings with a thousand units. That's you know, right. It's your license you, on the exactly, line. Exactly. Yeah. You know. How do you guys? What is someone that's coming in in your industry looking to make on an annual basis? I'm not saying you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Personally, I mean, but especially yeah. someone young, you coming yeah. in. Wants to, wants to put in the work for a good, you know, five to ten mm-hmm. years. I mean, how much do you think they can make in this business on an annual basis? You can make as little as I mean, if you do, as little as zero dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. no. If, if if you know what you're doing and and you 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 get a, I'd say let's say we get about three four projects a month, right? Mm-hmm. At about thirty thousand dollars each pop. project, right? Mm-hmm. It's not gonna happen, right? Sometimes project is only five thousand. Yeah, that we're thousand right? so, dollar paint job. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'd say if you can make you can on the lower side you can probably make easily 95 hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars okay right and that's just basic you know basic work not, yeah. not breaking your back exactly breaking your yeah, balls. yeah 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 you can get i mean it's, it's, it's especially you know if you have a, a, a nice sized crew you can take multiple jobs on yeah definitely and then what about on the higher end? On the high end i mean you're probably talking about I know a contractor who makes over a million dollars a year. Wow. Yeah. Just you know, just, and all he does is high-end renovations mm-hmm. out in the island, mainly in the island. Okay. You know, just high-end renovation. And he's also invested in, in an exterior. Um, they do all the facades in, in New York City. But with that million dollars comes probably a million dollar worth of pain too, right? You're talking oh, higher-end yeah. clients. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, when, this when, and that and this when millimeter I, when I and talk that to millimeter. Him, when I talk to him, he tells me, Hey Phil, how much you paying for your liability insurance? I'll tell him the number. He goes, "Can I can I use your broker?" I'm like, "Why?" And he'll tell me his his liability insurance is about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year. Oh my goodness! And I'm I'm struggling because I have to pay thirty. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that, and not even that. I think that's everything so, all in that hey, I have to pay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So not to mention just the type of clientele that you're also dealing exactly, with. Exactly. Yeah. So definitely, yeah, it's a lot definitely. of stress. Oh yeah. I mean, is it worth it? Yeah. You know, you know. Just speaking on Tudor City, it, yeah, it's part of Manhattan, so everybody feels like, look, I live in Manhattan. Oh, yeah. You know, I have the money. You're going to listen to what I have to say, yeah. and you're going to do what I tell you. So, okay, that's final, but these yeah, are, these this is not. Central Park West, right? right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're, not, we're not, not talking to the yeah, yeah, yeah. Leonard over Exactly, here. exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. You know, for those that are interested in coming into the general contracting world or wants to maybe, you know, find an apprentice, you know, this is maybe one of the best guys to talk to yeah started from the ground up worked with your dad yep. in the summer Definitely. did, yeah. did, oh, yeah, did yeah, all yeah, that yeah. and, and kind of yeah. learned firsthand on site exactly and yeah. running his own business now so this is a really interesting guy to thank follow you. thank you uh, i appreciate that you follow phil on instagram phil the ceo it's at phil underscore the underscore ceo and his company at ol expert contracting that's yes, yes. o as in oscar your oscar dad? yeah and then l is what loose my Lu- mom Lewis, oh, your mom. Lewis, Lewis. Lewis, your mom. Lewis, yeah. So, OL Expert Contracting. Uh, follow him on Instagram. He's active there. Posts a lot of his stories of personal and business life. So, thank you for listening. I appreciate it. Thank hey, you, Hey, appreciate you coming on, All man. Right. Thanks, man. Thanks for listening to the Real Talk Podcast, and we'll see you soon.